Welcome, everyone, to the Walkman Whisperers podcast. I am one-third of your uh, co-hosting cohorts, Greg Crane, joined as usual by Nat Hall up in Alaska and Chad Bartley up, not quite as far up, but up in Nebraska. Um, gentlemen, how are you this week? Fantastic. Man, good to be here. It's good. good. It's great. It's a lot of rain up here right now, but man, we've got sunlight 19 hours a day right now, so yeah, <laughs> not a lot of sleep happening. So you can you can go work, Alaska, that's great, you can go work on your tan at 2 a.m. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, if, if, tanning can occur, okay. if tanning can occur in 45 degree weather, then yes. Right. <laughs> right. I think I've gotten a sunburn in 45 degree weather before. Oh boy, it can happen. <laughs> it can happen. It's pretty miserable. Any yeah. anything um, um, earth shattering happen in you gentlemen's lives over the past week? Well, I think I finally have flooring in my house. <laughs> we finally broke down and hired somebody, and it looks like they are all done. So. Maybe I'll get back to having a, a house that is not stuffed into one room here and room, one room there. So. Okay. Well, that's good. So, uh, getting some uh, forward movement there for us. Man, I'm, I am just jonesing to get my boat ready to get out in the lake. Not quite there uh -huh. yet, but another week or so. Yeah, time to get that fishing thing on. Be the mighty fish. Mm -hmm. He's going he's gonna to take it. Get yourself some whip. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, he's going to take it on a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. <laughs> three-hour tour. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, uh, I just watched Gilligan's Island earlier. Uh, I guess it was this weekend. I was helping a friend of mine work on his car, and we watched the episode where they they grew vegetables, and the vegetables oh, were huge. They were like the radioactive vegetables, yeah. Yes, yes, they were. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Well, um, anything else you want to add, Matt, before we attempt to jump into this this time's topic? No, I, uh, I think that we are just ready to roll. I mean, I'm I'm kind of sporting the Davy Crockett look these days. Uh, I've got uh, a lot of free real estate on top of my head, but underneath the chin, it's getting <laughs> mighty mighty is crowded. Is it? Is got it? The beard you're gonna, going. You're going to put this space available for rent or something? <laughs> Advertise here. Yeah, see, see, I, I could do that. I'm just, I, I, I could do that with the inside. I'd love to head. see the, uh, yeah, the raccoon hat. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you, and I mean this as a compliment, and you may or may not know this. You, when I first saw you on, on cam, you remind me of Pernell Roberts from, I don't know if you remember, he was in uh, Trapper John MD. The shit, that's a good look. I'm, that's oh a yeah, you look like Pernell Roberts. All right, Heck all yeah. right. Well. I'll take it. I'll take it. As long as I don't look like Julia Roberts, we're just fine. <laughs> I'd ask you what I'd look like, but I don't want to know. <laughs> so, Nat, when you go fishing, what do you fish for? Uh, here, of course, uh, they, we have commercial fishing up here. It's the world's richest salmon fishery. So pretty much any time oh. you go to Walmart, Kroger's, Albertsons, wherever you might go, Safeway, 90% chance if you are there and you see fresh salmon, probably came right from out my back door, just right out here. Oh, so, so you caught it? 
Uh, well, it's not me. <laughs> you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to see what I catch. I mean, I I, I'm, I kind of do the fish stories where I, it was this big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've 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 uncovered a frightening uh, revelation. Nat is Mrs. Paul's. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh man. But yeah, I'm telling you. We got fish galore here, and so, so it depends on where you fish. If you're out in the rivers that are have the inlet from the ocean, then salmon for sure. But then when you get out in the lakes, yeah. we've got some different lake trout, different types of trout, Dolly Vardens, uh, Arctic char, a couple different, you know, good lake fishing. So uh, good sports fishing. Dolly right here. Dolly Partons. Yes, they they uh, they are not quite as aerodynamic in the water as the others, but they float better. <laughs> okay. For some reason, they float much I better. I bet they do. I like, have a hard time staying above, staying under the water. Yeah, you, you just can't sink those Dolly Partons. <laughs> oh, Islands in the stream. Boys, islands in the stream. At the risk of making myself sound really dumb um, for like the first time Uh-oh, in four and a half late. minutes. Too <laughs> yeah. late. <No. laughs> are, are there sturgeon in Alaska? There are. There are. Uh, not in my area of the country, but there are sturgeon. Um, some of the most amazing fish out here, uh, there's lots of northern pike. And oh, yeah. Pike are very plentiful. Tons of bones, but, man, when you pan fry that in butter, that's about as, that's about and, as good as it gets. And those pike are a fighting fish. They are. I mean, anglers will tell you, you hook into a pike and, and you've got a fish on the other end. You've got a fight on the other end. Uh, I've heard that, too. My, uh, oh, my buddy, uh, Kevin Onan, one time down in Oklahoma City, we all went down there, and he made us tuna steak, and I, you know, I was really uneducated, and let me tell you, it was some of the best I've ever had. I thought we were going to have tuna salad sandwiches, and we had tuna steaks, and oh my gosh, they were delicious. Oh, yeah. Tuna steaks are amazing, um, and I am, I am, it's escaping me right now, is it called, what's it called when it's the raw tuna, that's about $900 an ounce, um, gosh, uh, bait, no, <laughs> bait, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, it's got a name, but it's, it's like, um, it's just got a little searing on the outside, but it's a, a tuna, and it's, anyways, it's way tuna expensive, tartar. tuna tartare, <laughs> right. Oh boy! You, but you yeah, we got a lot of fish up here. You scrape that tuna tartare off your teeth after you eat it. <laughs> That's right. That's it. Well, I can't get in to see a dentist yet, so good for you. <laughs> yeah. I was going to make a comment about something else, but I'm not going to. Um, guys, hmm. we decided, I think, for our topic um, on this particular episode, we are going to discuss. Our, our dream jobs and, and Chad I'm going to let you go into it in a little more detail because you spoke uh, before we started the podcast about what uh, the criteria was but but tell us what we're going to talk about tonight well uh, as always we have no rules <clears throat> so however you want to look at this but the way I, I kind of <clears throat> I presented it to you guys is if money was no issue what would you do for work so, say, you can't quit working, but you don't need to work. So, in that case, what would your dream job do? What would you go out and do if you didn't have to work? And, I mean, I've 
it doesn't have to be just one thing. You can name off a couple. You can name off different uh, circumstances. Like, say, you won the lottery. You know, are you going to start your own business? Or you get, you know, or just say that you just don't have to work and you want to do something you like instead of something you have to do. So, okay, you know, however you want to look at that. Like, <clears throat> I have to work, and I'm fortunate enough to really uh, like what I do anyway. So, I mean, I love the job I have. Uh, I might change a few things about it if I if it were up to me. But, uh, you know, my job involves, I sell truck parts all over the state of Nebraska. So I get to hang around in shops and talk to people about mechanical stuff and, and uh, sell them parts. And, you know, actually you get to know people. I like to say that I'm making friends all around the state of Nebraska. And uh, that's really what it comes down to with what I do. Um, I've always said that if I won the lottery, though, I'd run all my competition out of all those places. <laughs> And I would lose money the entire time I did it because I would just sell parts at or under cost to get all the other people out of there. <laughs> I've, uh, sound, I've experienced sound business I've philosophy. Ex yes, <laughs> I've, I've experienced dealerships. I've, I've I've had competitive dealerships who were like that. Yeah, yeah. What, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? Oh yeah, <laughs> we've got dealerships around here that'll sell stuff for you know five or ten over costs just to get. You know, just to get other people out of there, right? Out of the, you know, out of the, yep. the other competition out. Yeah, you know? I mean, you, you essentially you buy business, I guess. So, yeah, I had a customer a while back say, "Well, you know, why why would I buy it from you?" And I said, "Well, here's the deal: if you, uh, you know, decide that you're just going to buy the cheapest stuff all the time, you don't get to see my pretty face." And says, huh. I never yeah. looked at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> You pay for the service. You pay for the service. You, like my That's very right. favorite, like my very, very favorite uh, Three Stooges comment is when Chef was looking at himself in the mirror, and he goes, ah, prettiest picture. And, of course, Mo comes over and slaps him in it. Yeah, I'm an ape. <laughs> well, geez. That's awesome. Oh, prettiest picture. Yeah, I'm an ape. <laughs> <laughs> That, that reminds me, I, Nat, you bring this up, and this is a little off topic, but we're talking about pictures and all. Um, there's a story that when KISS was first formed, they were all, before they got super famous, they were all riding in the same car, and, and Peter Chris says, you know, I'm, I'm the youngest looking in the band. I look like a baby. And Ace Frehley, who may have had a little liquid, you know, to, to encourage him along, says, uh, yeah, baby walrus. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. You know, that's the funny thing. Those two guys were perfect for each other. They should have been in a band together. <laughs> exactly. Not in Kiss. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I don't know if they would ever got around to really recording anything, but they could have been in a band oh, together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I doubt it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I mean, so... That's what I do now. Uh, one of you guys want to kick off what you would do if money wasn't an issue, or you want me to delve a little further on the, on my end of it? Um, Nat, what do you think? I uh, tell each other, you know, hey, this is what I do now, but hey, if money were no object, 
or not a thing okay. to be concerned with, why don't you go with it, Chad? Okay. All right. So let's say uh, we'll go with I won the lottery. So I obviously didn't have to get up and uh, do something every day. I would open uh, a custom, like a, a high-performance shop, and I would hire about eight guys that are at the top of their field, pay them, you know, more than... I pay them more than they'd ever need, and I'd build cars, and I'd lose money on every car that went out the door that I didn't keep, just to keep my guys happy and to keep my customers happy. And uh, that's what I would do. I would go in there at noon every day, leave around 6 o'clock, <laughs> and... Uh, you know, take my kids out to eat all the time, <clears throat> take my wife places, and, and that kind of stuff. But I'd, I mean, I, that's the part I like. I like, I like dealing with people, and I would love to build people cars, that, cars that they would like, you know, and have all the cool stuff and all the cool tools. And, uh, but I, you know, it'd be one of those things. I mean, I might have to be there more than from noon to five every day, but. I'd want to make sure that my employees were taken care of as well as my customers. And, you know, I, a lot of people, I'm not going to say they lose sight of that because I can't say that any place that I've worked, you know, doesn't care about their employees. But uh, we'd have to be a pretty close bunch, to be honest. You know, mm -hmm. you might, you might have, you might go through a few guys before you found the right fit for everybody in the shop. But, and there wouldn't be any damn TV cameras, and I wouldn't be Richard Rawlings. Although, I wouldn't mind having a beer assistant. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you don't want to fleece your customers? What kind of a sales rep are you? No, absolutely not. No, I want to put out the coolest cars, and I want, I want everybody to be happy with them. The people that built them and the people that bought them. Wow, there you go. That is sweet. That's... You know, if money was no object, that's what I would do for sure. And uh, maybe I'd buy a radio station and lose money on that. There too. we Who go. Knows? There we go. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Chad, 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 is it, um, is it Chip Foose that did cars? Is he a car designer? Uh, yeah, Chip Foose, uh, if you've seen the show Overhauling. Okay. That's the one where, um, you know, I, people call I, and I just, my husband had this car. And yeah, I... I, they, I they, I'm sorry. I turn on overhauling, and it's just Courtney, and that's all I see. So, well, of course. <laughs> there, there's car, I, there's I car like the I like the oh who knows I like the original overhauling where they would actually convince people their cars were stolen and that kind of stuff, <laughs> and then two weeks later they came and got their you know came in on a on a a tip from the law enforcement guys and their uh, cars all overhauled. And, yeah. Those were that was way better. Now they just kind of act like they don't even really call it a prank. They just walk in the door and say, "Hey, we're taking your car. We're gonna overhaul it." No. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. That sounds awesome, Jed. That, that's kind of like that show. Um, did you ever see it? It was years back. Kind of the same premise, except with semi trucks. It was uh, what was it? The Chrome Shop Mafia. They, do you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah, they, they would catch some, yeah, somebody. Somebody be like, "What?" That wasn't. That was Trick My Truck, trick wasn't my it, truck, or something trick, like You're that. right, Trick My Truck. Yeah. Chrome Shop Mafia, I think, was the shop that did the work. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. no, that was a great show, it, actually. I really liked it, that one. I loved that show, except, you know, they would always come around the corner, hey, what are you doing to my truck? Which, I've been around enough truck stops and driven enough trucks 
normally it doesn't go like that. Normally you hear ch ch and and yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, okay, can I help you? <laughs> Yeah, so it, you're a little slow on the uptake, aren't you, pal? It's like it's like a song. Yeah. It's like a song. yeah. A song. Usually, it starts out with uh, what's that sound? The little uh, the aluminum bat hitting somebody in the head. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a sign I saw once on a guy's uh, 379 Peterbilt extended hood. It said uh, that just a little sign on the side. It said, "There's nothing in the cab of this truck worth your life." <laughs> Perfect. Oh yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Well, that's cool. so. Uh, that's about it for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Chet or Greg, if you don't mind, I'll just uh, I'll just kind of play along here. And so, for me, what I currently do, I'm one of the most hated people in America. <laughs> I am the feared, never revered. Trump. Yeah, I'm, I'm the feared yet never revered HR guy. I'm the HR guy. Oh boy, when you're in trouble, you get to have a face to face with moi. <laughs> Nat, are you the guy who crumples up the resumes and tosses them away? <laughs> uh, I pull out the old Vic lighter and go. <laughs> yeah. Next. No. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, so Hey, I'm a, it looks like you've been missing a little work lately. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I've been missing it. <laughs> no, there you go. That's exactly right. <laughs> and no one's uh, going to confuse that with work. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> so I'm a human resources professional, and HR sometimes means different things, different days. Sometimes I'm Highly respected. No, forget that one. Never. Uh, sometimes I am a hill racer. Sometimes I am hilariously ridiculous. Sometimes I'm highly redundant. And I repeat myself a lot, too. So, okay. But HR can mean a lot of different things. So I'm an HR professional in healthcare. But if, if I had a dream job, and I think the money would be pretty fair in this case, but just getting, getting the opportunity... Pretty much somebody has to just stroke out and die before you get this opportunity. It's uh, the, uh, the, dream, the dream job I would have is to be the play-by-play -play guy for my Arizona Cardinals. Oh, NFL football team. That nice. would be my dream job cool. of all time. I've, you know, it's... Uh, you know, That's done, pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Done a lot of high school football and... Done a lot of college football at the small college that we all went to, OPSU. Go Aggies! Boom, boom, boom! <laughs> and, uh, it, <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like these days, too. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom, boom! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you know, the closest I got to professional football was in the Arena League. I did for two years. I was a play-by-play -play guy for in back in 2007-2008 for the Amarillo Dusters, an arena football <clears throat> team. And it was so yes. fun! I loved it. I loved it. Well, that's cool. There was that's no cool. no money whatsoever in that, but it was just for the love of the game. And <laughs> they paid all my expenses, and it was just a blast. Ned, I got to ask you on that doing oh, do, that's all right. doing those doing those dusters games. Uh, and I'm just curious, did anybody from the dusters that you know did, did anyone ever wind up in the NFL? I'm just curious. You know, uh, several of them went on to get on practice squads okay. in the NFL, but 
No, nobody. And then a couple that went on to actually get on a 53-man roster, but okay. that was about as far as it went. They're special teams guys, and and uh, matter of fact, um, Chad, I don't know if you were there. Maybe even Greg wasn't there at the time, but. Back in the early 90s, about 93 or 94, at OPSU, we had this big, huge lineman who went to University of California. His name was Frank Beatty. And anybody from the handle that's listening would probably remember Frank Beatty. Frank was a big old lineman, huge guy, that uh, went to University of California for like three years. But then, whatever reasons, uh, he came to OPSU for his senior year. And he played one year, and he dominated. And I mean, absolutely dominated. <laughs> and he was picked up as a free agent, and this is like in 93, 94, for the Seattle Seahawks. And he played hmm. six years for the wow. Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. So, That's cool. So, you know, hey, uh, right there in Goodwell, Oklahoma, but he was just a man among men, though. He was a mauler. He was just amazing. Yeah. But, but in the Arena League, you know, a couple of the guys, they got their shots. But then typically they'd be on a practice squad a couple of weeks and then right. they'd be right back to the arena league. So, there, but they were any, they were just a half step below. There weren't any Kurt Warner stories. No, no, okay. no Kurt Warner stories. You know, uh, and there's a couple other arena guys that actually made it to the NFL as well. Um, oh, Who's Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner? Oh my <laughs> gosh! Uh, am I not wearing enough <laughs> Arizona Cardinal red? <laughs> Today, <laughs> who's he drive for? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Budget rent a car, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he's related to Roger Staubach. Well, yeah. Uh, well, hey, he came from modest, uh, a modest upbringing. He used to stock shelves in a grocery store. Well, there you go. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Well. Cool. Um, Very good. That would be. I, I could see where you would like to do that. That'd be awesome. Oh man, it would just be a dream job come true. I mean, here here's the great part about it. You have a 17, 18 week season. I mean, if you go to the playoffs a little bit longer, and you've got preseason games, and then you've got the off season stuff where you're just kind of hanging out with all the stars, the pros, kind of you know learning information and kind of getting all that down. It's it's pretty much. The world's greatest part-time job. I mean, yeah. my gosh. And uh, if you can admit, matter of fact, a, a person has to stroke out. <laughs> because they'll never leave that kind of job. Well, you know can, can, careful, care, no, careful, probably care, not. careful, Matt. I've been banned from a couple movie theaters. <laughs> never mind. For <laughs> <laughs> stroking out? Okay, you, gotcha. <laughs> you, and, you and Pee-wee? <laughs> they, they, they weren't calling matter me Pee-wee. They were calling me Pee-wee yeah. in that theater, bud. <laughs> Matter of fact, sections 17, 18, and 19 are closed forever. <laughs> Those stains just end there. Okay, all right, we're moving along now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. That's, but, yeah, that would cool. be it. That's That would be my dream right there. Nat, I, I'm, just, I'm just joking here. I could see you putting your own little Harry Carey spin on, on that job. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Oh, wow! I, oh, <laughs> I used to listen to you do some uh, play-by-play for KGYN once in a while. You, you did a good job. You know, what was so fun was, so we both, we all three of us went to OPSU. The years that we were there, they, uh, let's just say the years that I called the football games, 
they were zero, like thirty-eight and one. It was one time. <laughs> we were we were oh, not necessarily lighting the planet on fire at that time. Uh, matter of fact, uh, we should have probably lit our buses on fire because it was just uh, we were. I, I will tell it. I will tell it to you this way. My last two years calling games, and I love OPSU and I love the Aggies, but there was a stretch where we were the homecoming game for every team on the <laughs> schedule, every away game, <laughs> for good <Yeah>. reason. <laughs> yeah. That way you could win the homecoming. Oh, game. it was a guaranteed win. Matter of fact, two years in a row, for some ridiculous reason, we went to Division II powerhouse Pittsburgh State University in Pittsburgh, Kansas. And the first year we went, it was eighty-seven to zero. We lost. The yeah. second year, the next year, it was eighty-nine to zero, and they were like pulling in junior high students to go go ahead and play. Yeah. Let's get some game time. I mean, it was just crazy. Oh, it was awful. But well, I see. I, I, I went. It, uh, oh, I bet. Now I came back. I left. I left the Panhandle in ninety-three. I came back. During football season, and uh, I remember that it must have been the PSU homecoming game that I went to, and we actually won that one. Mm-hmm. We had a new president. I remember because I watched it with April Creed and her mom, and oh. then uh, I had ri- ridden down with a friend of mine. I left him with Greg over at the Methodist Student Union watching the Nebraska-Colorado football game, and I was just praying that they were both going to still be in one piece when I got back. <laughs> um, Nat, I was, I was uh, picturing you doing these Cardinals games, like I said, with putting, putting a little bit of a, of a Harry Carey spin on it. I could just, I could just see you there. At, All right. Now the two minute warning of the first half. And I haven't spilled, <laughs> I haven't spilled any of my sons yet. I like these, <laughs> This, this, I want to thank Budweiser. You know, the Cardinals used to be in St. Louis where Budweiser and Heiser Bush's brewed. And I, so, <laughs> on cue, Chad. Thank you very much. And then at the end of the game, I can see that they hit a field goal to win the game. Cards win! Cards win! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Greg, who I would love to see in my dream scenario would have seen would have been Keith Jackson. Of college football fame, calling the uh, Cardinals game. Yes, it's a dipsy doodle day, man. It's a pretty nice day here at the big house in Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> he was just amazing, and so he was my very favorite of all time for football, baseball. Vin Scully hands down, the man, the mission, Vin Scully. But anyways, yeah, I just. Uh, that would be absolutely, and I've done some baseball too. And you've got to be, you've got to be a far better That's announcer tough. in baseball than yeah. in football, because you got a That's lot a of downtime. You got you, a lot yeah. of downtime. You have to be a conversationalist. You really have to do carry a lot of it yourself. Yes. You were talking about Keith Jackson. Uh, he was awesome in the in Adam Sandler's remake of the uh, Longest Yard. Mm. Oh, right. Right. That was that's hilarious. That's right. He wasn't that. That's, oh, but that's my dream job, boys. That's 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 about as good as it gets to be the Arizona Cardinals play-by-play guy. But like I said, I've got to either hire an assassin 
or something really has got to happen to the present guy. <laughs> That's kind of funny. We always worry about what I'm going to say on this podcast. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Nat, I'm, I'm looking at these guys on camera. Nat, why are you why are you pulling out that? Is that a little voodoo doll? Why are you sticking the pin in the guy's throat? Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Alternative methods. That's right. Mind control. Oh, I remember Dinner with Schmucks. I've, I've got to use that mind control, like the Dinner with Schmucks movie. I, I need to do that. <laughs> oh, boy. Alrighty, kids and kiddos. That's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, Greg, cool. what, is your, what is your present job okay. and then your dream job? My present job is I sell farm machinery, and I, I, I won't mention the name and give them free advertisement. It's John Deere, but they're a green and yellow, and they make tractors and combines and all kinds of cool stuff. Oh. The best in the world. Oh, ortho, ortho weed and lawn. Okay. Something, something like that. Yard man. And, and I, I, I love, I love big machinery. Um, this is how weird I am. If if there was like a, a Ferrari dealership and right next to it is a place that has a bunch of old cement trucks, I'm over at the cement trucks checking them out just because I'm into that stuff. Um, you know, the, this thing got a twin stick in it. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Um, I this this isn't my dream job, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of um, go off what now was just talking about. I always thought it would be cool to be. Uh, on the uh, broadcast crew of like Monday Night Football, because each week you're in a different, sure. different mm-hmm. town. You know, you get to hang out with some of the players through the week. You, of course, you're eating steak every night. You get to travel, and, and blah, you know, I, I just thought that would be a cool, cool job. But my dream job would be a screenwriter. I would love to write movies, oh. which is odd because I don't like movies. I can't watch them. Um, but, but hmm. which which kind of goes into me being a screen because I'm too critical of them. I'm watching like, well, that's dumb. Why did why did they do that? That shouldn't happen. So, <laughs> oh, okay. but I I would I would love to write feature films. Um, I, I just I like telling stories and I like bringing things to life from the from my mind to the printed page to I, I can play it out like it's a movie in my head. And I would like to, and plus, I look at a lot of the movies that have been made over the past thirty years, and I'm like, jeez, whoa, did, did they, did they get a chimp to write this or what? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Somebody made that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, um, you know, and people, um, I guess, like I said, I don't like a lot of movies, but the movies I like, I truly love, and you guys know this because I'm one of those people who, when I do find a movie, I'm just, I just. I've got all the dialogue, whether it's whether it's uh, Full Metal Jacket or Smokey and the Bandit or or it, practically any John Candy film, anything like that. So. Oh yes, yes. But yeah, I thought um, uh, John Hughes wrote a lot of movies. I mean, he wrote some like um, oh, some of the like I think Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles. But he wrote uh, I think he wrote Uncle Buck and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm-hmm. Some of those. Oh wow! And just oh, no. uh, yeah. I love those movies. I just know who who wrote The Great Outdoors. That was my favorite movie of all time. Oh, yeah. Great Outdoors. Eat eat the old 96er. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Hold it there. Hold it there. 
pull it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that would that that's what I would love to do. Um and make a lot of money doing that. I mean, or you know what? I could be very content making next to nothing doing that if I just had movies that people could see and and watch. And uh, that's for me, that's complete fulfillment doing that. Um, I've always liked to, to tell stories and to bring things to life in that aspect. Um, if I won the lottery, which I never would because I don't play it, and well, a I don't play it, and two I'm not lucky. And I'm not saying I'm unlucky, but I'm just not that lucky. Um, if I won, like Powerball, um, I would do some nice things for some schools, and I would do some really nice things for a few particular museums that come to mind. I love museums. That's another dream job of mine I would like to have, is a museum curator in certain museums, just because I, like I like to be around <laughs> old things, um, well, of which I'm becoming one. And <laughs> I, right. I, I like to to just be around them and feel the history from them and, and um, help people appreciate and understand the history of those things. Um, I love that. I love uh, the aspect of, of helping people know things and being a reliable source for those things. Um, yeah. Like a museum curator, that would be an awesome job too. But I would, if I won the, the Powerball, Mega Millions, whatever, I would, I would donate to some particular, Museums, um, and museums are always needing funding. Uh, then I probably would, um, I would buy a tank. No, I would buy mini tanks, and I would just drive them around. <laughs> I would just drive them around, and I would sit in the turret, and I'd go. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, that's. And I'd have some. Old, you know, I'd have old cars or something to run over to. And you know. Remember back when, so Greg and I are the same age, and Chad's a little bit younger, but you know the greatest experience ever back in the early to mid-80s about being a tanker. I am certain the Army was probably the one behind this, but that first video call, uh, that, that's a video game called Battle Zone. Mm -hmm. Oh, when you're in that kind of 3D tank just going around and shooting things. Yes. That and, probably spurned the entire tanker division at Fort Knox when and, I was there at basic training. And I took it. I took it to the extreme. I I I I was there playing in the tank game, and I had a I had a gallon jug that I would, you know, I didn't want to leave the game. I could get out of tank, so I'd have a gallon jug there to, uh, well, you know, to take care of things. It got, got me oh. banned from a got me banned from a few arcades. <laughs> So, we got no so, time to latrine, boys. So, so our, 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 our arcades and movie theaters, I can't go into. So anyway, oh, okay. Oh. Hey, they're about to ban me from Country Roads. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, hmm. I have this. I don't want to call it a bad habit, but I always feel like if I run into a convenience store, I should buy something if I'm using their bathroom. Uh. It gets kind of expensive, so if I can stop somewhere in between, it's a little bit gotcha. cheaper. You know, Chad. you don't have to buy those magazines anymore. It's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, you know, leave it to Nat to point that out. Um, <laughs> well, he just did it before I did. Yeah. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to I got to tell you, I don't have that problem with convenience stores. I I figure I got it. Nature's calling. I go in. Now I try and run out without making eye contact. I'm, I'm a I'm a weenie. I'm a coward. I try and hope sneak out 
you know, without looking. But but it's a fine line because you got to sneak out without looking like you stole something, you know. Which I guess <laughs> yeah. I, I guess if you want to look at it technically, I stole a flush from them, but that that was about it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, I made a deposit. You should pay me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather you stole I didn't? twenty? 20 squares of toilet tissue. Come on. Would you, would you no, rather no. I didn't flush? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, see, so you're a fan of the Cleveland Browns, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Taking them to the Super Bowl. Uh, right. Oh, my gosh. Is that Vinny Testaverde in there? No. Um, Vinny Testaverde. No, the other – well, that's a – that's a whole different story there. Um, <laughs> the ever my problem, my other problem is I start I'm starting to become a regular at all these places, and now all of a sudden these cars from my childhood are showing up, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder who owns that one. Ah, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the El Camino, but oh. <clears throat> there's a there's an El Camino up in Alliance, which is about thirty miles from where I'm at right now. Every Friday when I go up there and get fuel, it's like, you sure you don't want to sell that thing, kid? No. It's like, you wouldn't believe the number of people that ask me that. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't want it that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, guys, there is one thing, if I did win the Powerball also, that you would hear my neighbors say, and, and they could be neighbors from like two miles away, that they'd be like, um, is that is that ACDC blasting down there? Well, well, it sounds like it. Well, um, so I'm going to go down and ask him if he'll if he'll if he'll turn it off. Comes back later and says, uh, "Well, I still hear it playing. Did, didn't you tell him to? Didn't you tell him to take the ACDC out of the out of the CD to, or turn it down?" And he's like, uh, "That's ACDC's not in the CD. They're they're playing there." <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, that'd be all right. I can see that. So, yeah. Well, well, you know the other, the the one other thing. I mean, I'm sure that one uh, B for me would be to be the concert promoter at Wacken, Germany. <laughs> that's that's. A, I wouldn't uh, mind being a promoter promoter for Wacken, but it wouldn't be in Germany, and it wouldn't be a music that's festival. A, that's a that's a pretty hard that's a pretty hard gig from what I hear. Oh, so. <laughs> where people come and come again. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, <laughs> keep it moving. Keep it moving, folks. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're running a little ahead here, but I was just looking at the music, and I can't find Nat's recommendation from last week or last month or whatever. Whatever this is. Oh my gosh, it's been a little while too. Um, and I cannot remember which song or which which song or band. Yeah, I, I even made. I even told you to post the link, and I know you did, but it's not there anymore. Oh, it's been a while. Maybe oh, there gosh. was some sort of copyright issue hmm. because Greg's is still there. It's Widowmaker by Wasp, hmm. but it's got the got the Clint Eastwood face on it. Right, right. So, right. Oh, you know, I know what it was. It was the brand new Nightwish album that's oh, called Human yeah. to Nature. And the song is called Tribal. Right. The song is called yeah, Tribal. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know where it went because you guys both beat me to getting your links on yeah. uh, last week after I was giving you shit. So uh, I don't know. And Nat, that that night we should, that is brand new. Is that right? Or I mean, has it been out a little while? Oh yeah, it's it's brand new. It came out in April. Okay, okay, oh, that's so what I was thinking. Brand new. Brand yes. New. Oh yeah. I I love night. I love Nightwish, but I didn't listen to that one, and I didn't listen to Greg's either. I don't know why. <laughs> well, what did you do there, kid? <laughs> I'm all, uh, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I've three weeks completely unaccounted for. I have no idea. Here, I'll have another. <laughs> <laughs> have another beer, and your memory will come back to you, or at least whatever well, we implant into your memories. <laughs> I I have another beer so I can forget. <laughs> there you go. No, uh, so yeah, Nightwish, uh, Tribal. It is yeah. a rocking tune. And of course, it's got the Valkyrie. I mean, Flora Janssen, she's got a great voice. And it's got just an amazing Valkyries, fan those are Valkyries are awesome motorcycles. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go there with any comments. Compared to riding a motorcycle, and anyway, okay, we're gonna go ahead and no, Mister Harley on. Davidson here, HD, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, so yeah, Nightwish. If you have a chance, man, do yourself a favor, go to uh, YouTube and check out Tribal. It is an amazing tune. Just for you, I'll download the whole album and listen to it. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Why do when you can overdo? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. Might as well. Might I as need well. to listen to more of the. I need to listen to more of the gathering. You know, mm. I had that one song I recommended a while back, and it was awesome. So I need to. I need to chase down some more of their stuff. But. Uh, uh, so I guess I mean I wasn't trying to cut anybody short. I do have like a one B. I mean. I've done some announcing at the local drag strip. I wouldn't mind working for the National Hot Rod Association uh, and doing the national drag races all over the country. But if there's one thing I learned, and I'm I'm a fairly chatty guy, but no, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a number of better announcers out there than me. I uh, we used to have the Division Five uh, where all the Division Five tracks got together at one track. And, I could chat it up pretty good, but the guy from Bandemir Speedway there in Colorado, his name, he was a Hawaiian dude named Bruce Cavada, and he has since passed, but he was one of the funniest guys I've ever met, and he can burn a microphone down. It's just incredible. Oh, that's awesome. And so the drag strip is not that alternative bar in Las Vegas that we're... Okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> I didn't say that, Matt. Oh, you didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> we only inferred it. Yes. <laughs> hey, you call. You can consider the National Hot Rod Association whatever you want. Hot Rod. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's going south here, fellas. Going south here, fellas. <laughs> we'll be we'll be yeah. down in Georgia with Greg here before too long. <laughs> You got that right. You got that right. I'm getting my banjo tuned up. I play a. I laugh all you want. I'm. I'm gonna. I play a bitchin' version of Panama on the banjo. Do you? I would pay good money for that. I. I think I would too. And I wanna. I wanna see you there in a, you know, straw hat and you know suspenders going Panama. Uh, <laughs> y'all. 
Uh, oh boy. Uh, hey, and, cool. and there's that classic yeah. line too. Reach down between my legs and ease the cousin back. Anyway. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Where's the defibrillator? Holy cow. <laughs> My shoulder up, <laughs> and it and it and it wasn't from that. Uh, wasn't from that GI Joe Kung Fu grip kind of thing happening. Nope, nope, nope. I didn't have my beer in my hand. Uh, what was in your hand, though? No. Oh, oh boy. Uh, uh, again, I put my pants back on to do the show. You put your pants back on. Well, you're no fun. <laughs> Oh, the magic radio. Did you guys hear about the guy that got fired because he forgot that he didn't have pants on during his Zoom meeting at work? No. No. Oh. Look, 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 look. Chad, before we started, you told me you were not going to bring that up. I'm still... (laughs) Hey, I gave you a good reference, okay? And, and who was that reference to? Mr. Dover. Mr. Ben Dover. Ben, yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was Mr. Harry Sack, but anyway, go on. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Well, now, where did we go from oh, it here, Mr. Kid? It was actually uh, Mr. Gathard. Gathard <laughs> <laughs> Diesel from a pair. <laughs> Wow. Oh my God. Okay. Well, moving forward. So we just dig into the music, or Let, do you have a one B, Greg? I no, I'm 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 good with that. So it's a screenwriter. That's what that's what when I win the lottery, what? you're just I'm just going to send you a bunch of money and you be a screenwriter. A screenwriter, and um, well, and then also um, I'd like to be a museum curator too. I, I, doesn't that sound completely okay. and incredibly boring? But but to me, it's just so appealing. And you could probably get get on at that museum in Goodwill if you. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> I was actually thinking. Um, so, Greg, I know. Did you, you ever go to that oh. one by chance? There isn't it like the No Man's Land Museum. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I I love museums. Yeah. I've, I've, like, I've actually never been to that one, but I could stand there now, and say, "How could that be? You lived in the Panhandle <laughs> for what eight years?" Yeah. Well, you know what? I've seen. <laughs> I, I've seen. I've, I've seen eight years of your freshman year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. freshman year, toughest eight years of my life. Um, I mean, the, but the only student to get tenure. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm playing. I was going to say, I think you were pretty close there, Nat. I was close. I mean, I I, I was already drawing a, a pension. You know. So, all right. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, I bet my my I think in, I think my elementary class went to that museum. Well, and I, I'm not knocking because so, I, I love museums, I but I mean, what what do you I mean, what do you see there? It, over over on the right is a uh, is a uh, tumbleweed, and on the left is a uh, cow turd. Okay, well I've seen those before. Oh, and, yeah. And here's here's a here's a dress that Mary Jean Bollard made back in 1953. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. Okay, but, but you know what's funny about that is my elementary class went there, but then uh, Amy Johnston took me there. I think the third week into our freshman year, I'm like, "What are we doing here? Isn't this cool?" 
<laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, well, I tell you what, well, it, it's I think I think Greg would be now. Greg, I think has been at this museum as well as I have. So my I've got family. Oh, I know where, what they call I know where you're going. Middle yeah, I Georgia. Where, I, I, you know where I'm going. T- tell us, Dan. I know where you're going. Tell <laughs> no, us. Oh, it is the amazing, Great amazing, <laughs> the amazing museum in Warner Robins at, at Robins Air Force Base. <clears throat> yes, uh, second largest air museum uh, next to the Air Force Museum at Dayton. Um, yes, the right, oh. the right patterns. It's awesome, wonderful, great history, great aircraft displays, all kinds of information. Love it, love it, love it. I could live there. It's incredible. So, yeah. Have you been to the one in Dayton then too, Greg? I have not been to that one, but I have been to the Strategic Air Command Museum in Ashland, Nebraska, and it is incredible as well. Awesome. I can't tell. I can't tell you how many times I was there as a kid yeah. with my grandpa, and then uh, my mom came one time when I lived in Syracuse and took me and the kids there, and then we also went there for. Uh, they used to have the <clears throat> the Nebraska Robotics Convention mm-hmm. there, right? Wow, that was that was cool. Yeah, that is a cool museum. Oh. Love it. Yeah, um, and it had been so many years since I had been there that I'd forgotten what a what a really really cool place that is. But <clears throat> I was just thinking maybe when we start making money on this podcast, we should all meet at the Dayton, Ohio Museum. Oh, I'd love that. I would love that. We're gonna have to get more than three hundred and fifty eight plays. That's it. <laughs> the good news is we've got 358 plays, though. That's uh, we're past the 350 mark, and uh, Don Johnson's listening to us down in Miami, Florida. Don you know, Johnson is. Well, I mean, I'm guessing it's son, somebody's Johnson. So, so, <laughs> so Chad, Chad, I think that, Chad, I think that if you. Start a pledge drive by saying, you know, when we get to a thousand listens, you'll put your pants back on. That might work. (laughs) (laughs) That might work. (laughs) We would definitely know who's listening, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, here they come. (laughs) (laughs) Bing, bing, bing. (laughs) Or I was like, is that that text on your phone? No. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. It's like, it's like Jerry Lewis on that Labor Day telephone when the, the numbers roll. There they go. There's the new total. Yep. It's kind of funny watching those numbers, though, because, like, Nebraska and Oklahoma are, like, switching places about once a week for the 18%, the 17% of our listenership. Wow. Well, that person. So that, that, if, that, if we need to flip the uh, margin a bit, we just yell, Cornhuskers! We got more Nebraska listeners. <laughs> then we go Sooners. And then we go. Okay. Yeah. I think that. No, it's it's funny because uh, like in Nebraska, I know there's people listening in different places, but they're not showing up there. So I don't, I don't know what the deal is for sure. Huh. Okay. So, but the same. It's the same with like uh, in Kansas. We've got a listener in Hugoton. I have no idea who that is. Just like I don't know who our. Listener in Balco, Oklahoma, is either. But, ah. <clears throat> but we do. We did finally show a two percent listenership in Gaiman. So I mean, you know, like we said, most of the people from Gaiman, they all got up and moved away. But uh, did you guys? Did you guys see the uh, the the Gaiman Daily Herald started printing in Spanish also? Uh, yeah. 
And you saw their... Uh... Oh, yes. <laughs> Pro- their, uh... Pro- prostituta Oklahoma. <laughs> That's for our boy Justin Carnegie, who now resides in Hooker, Oklahoma. Just well, you know, when it comes down to that, remember the baseball team there in Hooker, Oklahoma. The Hooker Horny Toads? Horny what does that toads. sound like? Yes. What does that sound like in the Prostituto... <laughs> Horn dogs or whatever. I don't know what it would be. <laughs> Sounds like a young man's dream. Yeah. As far as I'm and, and you remember the uh, knitting club? I think there was a knitting club there called the Hooker Hookers. Oh boy! Right. Could have been. That's right. Well, they used Knit to have. They used to have this one hook too. <laughs> What was their uh, their motto for a long time? Was it's a location, not a vocation, right? Uh, oh, <laughs> that's great! <laughs> I didn't know that one. That one is uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, General Hooker is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh boy! <laughs> so music, my boys. What are we looking at this time? Let's get off the hooker talk and let's get the music. Yeah. Okay, so you had picked you picked Nightwish the last time, and I promise I'll listen to it tomorrow. Um, I picked the extreme He Man Woman Hater. Oh yes, 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 yes. And I encourage everybody to skip to the one minute thirty second mark where the song actually started. That's still kind of timeless in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Man, Nuno Betancourt can burn up a fretboard like nobody's business. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I, I have always loved that entire album, and that, that song is really underappreciated. It's, 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 I just, it's so, so hooky. So hooky and catchy, and just, it just, it's just got a great drive to it. And yeah, it's, it's a great song. It always has been. It's the first time I heard it, I fell in love with it. If you uh, go to the right place on YouTube, you can find Nuno Betancourt playing that. It starts off with the Wounded Bumblebee solo, but he does a a medley, and he plays, you know, the hook on that song after he does, just like on the album, and then he goes into a couple others. Man, that guy is just nuts. Just nuts. Absolutely. Wasn't that a cool, talking about Nuno Betancourt, wasn't that a cool, did you see that on Facebook? I I had found that, maybe you guys had seen it, the the three guitars. um, Yes. Steve Vai and Eddie Van Halen and Nuno's, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. And I keep seeing that Eddie Van Halen's in poor health. And we yeah. all know that he did not lead an easy, or well, sheltered life. <clears throat> but uh, I hope he comes through, man. I, <clears throat> I love Eddie Van Halen's playing. I always have. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, have, I don't know if they've had a new album. It's been a while. I mean, like, they had a one, what, about five, six years ago? I don't know if they're even Extreme, writing. you mean? Oh I, no! I was talking about Van Halen. Oh Van Halen? Yeah. yeah. That that what one? Which one was that? That the the it was the, one with the stupid train on a, the, a, the cover a, of it. A different, a different kind, kind of truth. truth. A different kind of truth. Yeah, that's been yeah. What, five or six I, years. I, or something. Mm-hmm. Try try ten. Oh. Okay. Like. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to look it up real quick, like but 20, I 20. I promise you, it's every bit of ten years ago. Oh. <clears throat> You know that was the a, only, I I I paid money for that album and I got screwed. 
The only song that I like on that album is the weakest song that they released, which is Tattoo. Oh, it's got some really good Eddie Van yeah Eddie Van Halen tones, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of tough when you're doing the AARP circuit, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a like I said, I like Eddie Van Halen. I've always liked his playing, but obviously he's not easy to get along with. Just like, you know, my hero George Lynch. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I gotta tell you, we do have a listener uh, in Amarillo, and she says, "You know, I need to get on your podcast and make a rant about today's bands." <laughs> I said, "Well, as soon as we get proficient at it, we'll let you dial in right after we uh, right after we interview George." Lowe. Yeah, or 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 <laughs> or if she lets us in on the bands, she can rant by proxy. <laughs> rant, <laughs> rant by proxy. I love it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh boy! But we do have a, a faithful listener in Seward, Nebraska, and I'm assuming it puts her under Lincoln. Ah, cool. But uh, I know Seward. I'm sure you guys know um, Casey Keelan, uh, but it was Casey Lansdowne at the time. Oh, now that, I think that... it's uh, Casey Stanek. She, uh, I, I send her the links, but she's a very faithful listener. She oh, right. awesome. Well, hey, shout out to Casey. All right. Yeah. All right. Amen. All right. Amen, Brother Ben. Shout out to Goose. Kill the hand. All right. Okay, so uh, Greg's was Wasp Widowmaker, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. I really should know that song, but I don't. I love that tune. That tune is yeah. so epic. The starting of it with the wind howling and then the just the gentle guitar tones started out. And Blackie Lawless, his voice is perfectly suited for that song. You know, uh, I've never really talked about growing up, but uh, my mom, and my mom is absolutely awesome, but uh, she did manage to put the fear of God in me once in a while and I didn't really listen to Wasp until about 10 years ago. <laughs> After all this stuff I read him talking about, that kind of stuff, I was scared to listen to their music for quite some time. <laughs> well, um, you, if you wear a circular saw codpiece, yeah, it's a bit of a scary dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, of course, I love you, Mom. And I always, I never realized you were so tolerant until I got older. You're. Absolutely wonderful. I love you very much. Very nice. She is also a listener, just for the record. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> and we're glad of that. Yeah. Um, Nat, that, you mentioned that the tones on the song and all. And that, that video that I posted, that, that is perfect to have a Clint Eastwood Western with that music. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That was ideal. That was ideal. Oh, yeah. So, let's move into what we're going to listen to this week. And I'm going to push that off on YouTube for now because I haven't really thought about it. Okay. I, I yeah, haven't either. Okay. I, I haven't either, but I'm going to take one for the team and throw myself under the bus. Um, <clears throat> the <laughs> the uh, It's an album I would like you to and everyone else to listen to. Um, it's really good, but a lot of times it gets kind of forgotten due to 
this group's debut album was so powerful and so popular um, when it was released. Um, Slaughter, I think in 1990, released Stick It To You, but the album I want to talk about it was the follow-up, the sophomore, um, the, the uh, Wildlife. Oh, oh that, wow. that is one of the best CDs in the entire and, world. And, and it is, and you know, it, it came in at a time when um, hard rock, hair metal, whatever you want to call it, was kind of having a, it was it was having a tough time and and all, but it sure. it really is. Well, it was getting it was getting throttled by bands like Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, yeah. Back Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Yeah. <laughs> the, Sorry. The puking trees or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> smashing smashing yeah. melons. Yeah. <laughs> Blind pumpkin. Yes. Yeah, but um, no. Going back to Slaughter, the Wildlife, um, great, just a great album. Um, it has a song called "Real Love," which they released. It's kind of mellow, but yeah. it, it's good. And the yep. the title track is great, but um, just just give the whole CD a listen. It's 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 really yeah, good. No, you're right. That the whole thing. You'll you won't regret it. It's great. Yeah. So that is what I would suggest everyone listen to and give it a. Give it a uh, a try. My um, what I am going to prescribe for myself. Ooh, this is tough. I haven't thought about this, um, and I, I usually try and pick something a little bit um, off the beaten path, so to speak. Um, okay, I'm going to listen to a little bit of a particular artist whom I like. She is um, one of my favorite female vocalists. Not so much hard rock, but definitely rock and definitely powerful voice. Um, I was listening to one of her songs earlier, my favorite song of hers, um, and it it kicks. Um, All fired up by Pat Benatar. I'm going to listen to Pat Benatar oh. this week. Um, Ooh, nice. She 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 is a phenomenal talent. Um, I don't like to compare male and female voices, not because one's better than the other, because they're different. But she is arguably my favorite, maybe female vocalist so that's what i'm gonna listen to yeah, oh that's a good choice timeless yeah yeah absolutely that's a great choice so chad do you want to go or do you want me to go yeah no i'll go um i'll be honest it, this popped up while i was mowing the lawn this week um <laughs> it's a song by dokken called lost behind the wall oh. I that was on the Oh. Back for the attack and, album. And I, so. I'm sorry to butt in here, but I would play that um, fairly regularly on my show at KPSU because that song, oh, the build-up in that song, the bass line, man, that is a powerful song. And I'm sorry, Chad, I'm going to back off. I didn't mean to hijack it, but it no, that, oh, that, no, that, go for that it. Is my, I mean, that is my favorite Dawkins song. And Dawkins is a band that is completely freaking overloaded with talent, and no one can dispute that. Yes. And that is my favorite, I think, my favorite song by Doc. And I I love that song. Yeah, so that's, that's uh, I'm for sure going to listen to that. I think I'll make that my recommended. I'll post that link on the page. And then, uh, oh, and then I think, uh, I think for myself that uh, I'm probably going to, you pretty much, knocked me out of the park um uh, i think i'm probably gonna listen to the wildlife cd as well uh man, yeah it's just hard to beat it that's really a great is. choice just, I mean, like you started talking about it and i'm like 
I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, I've got it downloaded, so I'll just put that on shuffle on the, as I make this trek across this three-hour trek with no cell phone reception. There you go. A three-hour tour. Northwestern hour part of the state. There. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can already hear the intro on the wildlife yes. where you know it's got that kind of the the guitars yes. uh, playing and the the sounds like. A, a witch's cauldron That's is what bubbling I, up. In exactly, the, it's got uh, it's got yes. that bubbling, and then it just kicks into it. And I'm going to butcher his name, but Bloss kicks right in. Bloss Elias on the drums. He's a, he was just an incredible drummer. Um, yeah. Nat and I got to yeah. see him play um, Slaughter, Slaughter's first show when they opened for Kiss in Lubbock, and he he was a phenomenal oh. drummer, great band. Um, but yeah, and the thing about that album too is, you know, I know speaking for me, maybe for you guys, and maybe for a lot of people haven't listened to it in a while so it'll kind of be like unwrapping a new cd and listening to it for the first time oh absolutely yeah that's absolutely. gonna be awesome that's gonna be awesome well i tell you what yeah so great there's so much good music out there right now i mean there's so many bands playing i mean they're getting back together they're a little bit more leather-faced these days and that's okay because <laughs> i'm a little uh, bit more i'll tell you what I'm really enjoying right now is the uh, the quarantine sessions from Sammy Hagar and the Circle. Ooh. Uh, I don't like I don't like all their covers, but Greg was talking about whole lot of Rosie. <laughs> that was awesome. <clears throat> that was absolutely awesome. And I, I did I posted the one that they did. Uh, <sighs> what song was that? Uh, Good enough. Okay. Was that what that one was? I the one where he starts out, hello, that's, baby. That's it. That is it. Good enough. That yeah. was off the 5150. Yeah, I posted that one on our yeah. page. Yes. Yeah. Their quarantine sessions are awesome. Yeah. So, All right. You know, is it me? Out. Okay. <laughs> yep. So the music that I will listen to this week, I have to tell you. I am excited because I ordered it on Amazon. It's not here, the actual physical CD. Yeah, I'm a CD guy. I still get CDs, and I'll get a lot of them. But I got the electronic download, the new album. And, and remember this name? I mean, he's European, of course. It's going to sound like a weird name. Axel Rudy Pell. Axel Rudy Pell. He's a guitarist. Is he an offspring of Udo? You know, not not from there, but he is. Uh, I think one of the the guys from the Scorpions way back in the day, mm. or oh, one of those okay. German bands. He's definitely German. But Axel A X E L Rudy R U D I L P E L L, and they have a brand new album that's come out. It's called Sign of the Times, and that song Sign of the Times is so good. I've, I've got the the download, I was listening to it today. There's a guy on there, the singer, the lead singer for Axel Rudy Pell for about the last 10 years is Johnny Gioli. Do you know who that is? Johnny no, Gioli? I know the name, but no. I don't know it right offhand. He was the lead singer for Hardline. Remember oh, oh, Hot yeah. Sherry? Yes. Hot yes. Sherry, the strip joint song. Yeah. Yes. Latin. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Uh, a club. I, I've told a club. I've told this I've told this story on the podcast before. I used to work for a company called Agco, and I called on Agco company time to Greg Crane in Springfield, Colorado, to ask him who sang that song. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, what, and you know, and you know what? That's probably the best time any Echo employee has ever has ever invested in anything. I really. Probably. <laughs> oh, so that's what I'm going to be checking out. That entire album, Axel Rudy Pell, Sign of the Times, just came out like a month ago, and I okay. love everything that that band comes out with because it is perfect, kind of that hair metal hard rock. That type of sound. Axel Rudy Pell is a great guitarist and composer. But then Johnny Gioli from Hardland fame, he is their singer. So, cool. yeah, I'm going to be checking that one out the entire week. But the song that I want everybody else to check out is a band that actually Greg was the one who kind of activated. I, I, I saw them and I wasn't sure about them. But then Greg said, you know what? I saw them and they're great. It's a band called The, the, Remedy? Tre- the Treatment. Oh, close yeah. enough. <laughs> it's a band called The Treatment. And there is a tune by them that I would definitely, definitely want everybody to listen to called World on Fire. Mm. And it's from their Running With the Dogs album. The okay. World on Fire. Can't wait cool. to hear that one. That That is a rockin' tune. The Treatment is just a boogie-woogie rock and roll band. I mean... Kind of in that, you know, ACDC, Crocus, you yes. know, just air, airborne type of mold. They are fantastic. And I love it, airborne. Airborne and Yes. It is, it is just rock and roll music. It's so good. Yeah. So I you got, got to check out that one. I got to see them open for um, Motley Crue and Kiss in Denver. Very good band. Wow. Oh, that yeah. That awesome. Yeah. World, well, world on Fire by The Treatment. By the way, we have a new challenge, and this is just something that I came up with. Jerry's probably not going to like this very much. <laughs> but this... We, Greg surprised me so good the other the a other, uh, couple weeks ago with the, uh, you know, the the uh, Jerry Mangum thing. Oh. After you, if you listen to the, Rhino Bucket and say Jerry's the, name three times. The, the Bloody Mary, Scary Jerry yeah, thing. Yes. Yeah, he... <laughs> he he thought that was hilarious. So my challenge is we have to incorporate him into every every episode. We have to figure out how to do that. So that'll start next time. Okay. Okay. And for Jerry Mangum fans, let's try the butthole surfers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I just I, I talked to him for just a real short time, and I can tell he's eating it up. So I think when we get proficient at it, we'll have to dial in just, one of these days. But. Just think that wouldn't that scare wouldn't that scare the daylight out if you're driving along? Imagine this: you're driving along a lonely kind of winding road at night, and there's and it's it's uh, the trees on each side of the road, and it's dark, and you say, "Scary Jerry, scary Jerry, scary Jerry," and then you look up in your rearview mirror, and he's in the back seat, smiling at you. <laughs> With a cigarette hanging out of his yes. mouth and yes. sunglasses on. While, while you're, li- <laughs> while you're, and you're describing most of my high school years. And, and, and then and then, no matter what's playing on the car stereo, um, Ride With Yourself automatically takes over. Yeah. Oh. It takes over. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, oh. uh, don't, get us, don't get us wrong. We love you, Jerry. Oh, we yes. We absolutely do. Absolutely. The madman. Yes. Yes. You were the madman. <laughs> And I got the privilege of growing up with Jerry, so I mean, I, I can I can do this kind of stuff. So uh, you guys can't see me on the camera right now because I'm going over our listenership here. I want to go over our international listenership first. <clears throat> At the bottom, we got Hong Kong. 
with 1%. Less than 1%, actually. Hong Kong, Norway, China, Australia, and we have uh, India also. And that's new. So somebody right. in India is listening. Taiwan, Canada, Spain, Vietnam, Germany, and Ireland is climbing with 3%. Wow. Top of the morning to you. Weird. <laughs> who's, who's, who's got me pot of gold? Yeah, so those are our international listeners. And then now, not that I'm totally puzzled, but still at the very top of our listenership with 20% is Iowa. (laughs) Iowa is our heaviest listenership. We got Newton, Des Moines, Marion, and Grinnell, Iowa. That's good. 53% in Newton, Iowa, wherever that's at. Good. 33% in Des Moines. And ten percent in Marion and two percent in Grinnell, but good people in I mean, Iowa. That's Iowa. They must be good people, but yeah. it's just like who the hell is listening out there? And you know, we gotta ask the question: Be you Cyclone or be you Hawkeye? I know lots of Hawkeyes, but I don't think I've met a Cyclone yet. That's Iowa State, man. There you go. And Oklahoma and Nebraska are tied at eighteen percent right now. Wow. So. That's pretty wild. That's very uh, nothing, cool. Nothing, nothing really new in either of those states, though. Um, and then when we get to Texas, now there was I might have brought these up already. And uh, in, in Iowa, we have Middletown at ninety-two percent, Cincinnati at seven. <clears throat> so let's see. And there, uh, Ohio's in fourth place. You get down to Texas, there's seven percent of our listenership. But this is where it kind of opens up. We got uh, 30% Mesquite, 15% in Pearland, Texas. Pearland, 15%, yeah. 15% in Springtown, 15% in Perryton, which uh, as an Oklahoma panhandle uh, male, Perryton used to turn out some really pretty girls. Oh, man, the Friesen the freezing sisters. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas, Odessa, Texas, and Garland, Texas. All right. So they're really starting to spread out there in Texas. Um, I looked those up on the map. I have no idea where they're at other than Perryton. Uh, um, Garland, Kansas. Garland's part of the Dallas yeah. Metroplex. I know that. Oh, all right. Because okay. because Mormon trucks are made in Garland. That's that's more more use okay. more useless crap. I don't need to know, but it's stuck in my head. That's all right. Mormon <laughs> trucks. That's okay. Uh, Winfield, Kansas at 50% in Kansas. Hugoton is 30%. Liberal is 10%. Elkhart is 10%. All right, um, Kansas. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So, we're, I mean, we're getting there. We got 3% in Wisconsin, which was Wanakee, Wisconsin, wherever the hell that's at. Thank you. Go Cheeseheads. <laughs> yes. Um... Still got our 3% in Georgia, Atlanta, Mansfield, and Lilburn. <laughs> Lilyburn, whatever that is. They must be stalkers of Greg Crane. <laughs> must be. Must be. Uh, got Illinois, Washington. That's the Seattle listener that we hope didn't go the way of Kurt Cobain. Um, <laughs> Alaska at 1%, Missouri at 1%, Hawaii at 1%, which that's not new. That's been there a while. Uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee at 1%. Uh, but there was... Oh, yeah. Miami, Miami, Florida. 
that that's that's well what what we're doing there you mentioned that uh don johnson was listening somewhere he's also listening when he goes right, to miami right and philip michael well, thomas yeah. if, 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 he can, if he if he can get tubs to listen we've doubled our listenership in the state of florida right. in miami right absolutely uh and we got one in saint paul minnesota hmm. all right so, i don't yeah, want a large right. soda i want a mini soda Okay. Yeah. And then one in Vermont, but I'll about guarantee you I know who that is. All right. So, well, thank you, sir. By, by the name of No Sleep at all, I get a lot of good memes from him. We're uh, we're thankful for we're thankful for all of you. We, yes, yes, we are. Yes, absolutely. Yes, um, we are. Like we say, tell your friends we're going to take over the world. You can either be with us or you can. We'll still take you with us later, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could encourage Chad to put his pants back on. Please. You could do that, too. <laughs> um, all I can really say about that is good luck. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I don't really know what we'll have for a subject next time, but hopefully, hopefully we don't keep this down to once a month. Yeah, I I've got a couple ideas I'll share with you boys when we when we um, cease this one, um, and we can kick things around. So we'll be back. Oh, absolutely! I really enjoy doing this with you guys. You're some of my favorite people in the whole world. I love getting to this, talk to you once a week. This is always a treat. It, once a month it, at this point. Oh yeah, this, absolutely. It's always a treat. We always have a great time. Hope hope you folks out there in podcast land do too. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we do because. Uh, because, quite honestly, things between Nat, Greg, and I haven't changed in 30 years. Because, so. because really, we want you guys to take your pants off, too, is the whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inbox Greg Crane at... Oh. <laughs> or, if your pants are still on, do the Al Bundy. Just simply stick your, stick your hand down there and be comfortable. Do the wedge. Send us That's pictures right. of that. We'll put them on the page. We're not, we're not scared. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. We should um, we should wrap this dude up. Yep. That's what she said. All right. Well, uh, okay. Gentlemen, then. until next week.